Hello, Trollsters. It's Matt, and I'm here to tell you that we've got the one and only Nate Henry on the podcast. That's right, my co-host. He's here. And we're doing our first podcast that we've done in something like three months. And I actually wouldn't even uh, call him. Uh, I wanted to save this conversation for uh, for you guys. So it's a cool conversation. Nate updates us on his health, and uh, we talk a bit about oh, everything from diet to mental health um, to medicine and politics and how we find, how we know what is true. Uh, first, before we get to that, I want to let you know that my band, the Classic Crimes Kickstarter, is ongoing. There's uh, nine days left in the campaign, and then all the packages will be locked and we'll be getting on to making the album and producing those packages like vinyl and a hoodie and a t-shirt and a signed CD, things like that that you can get for your support of our album before it gets made. And also um, to be bringing people along on a journey with backer only updates because this is a first uh, it's the first album we've kickstarted. It's our fourth. It's the first one we've done where we've kickstarted it before it was even written. Really want to bring people in on the process of creating songs from nothing. And uh, it's going to be a collaborative project. So I'm going to be traveling around in January um, down the West Coast and kind of over to Mountain Time. And I'll be doing a solo songwriting tour in living rooms. So stay tuned for that. That's not, uh, tickets aren't on sale yet. But the, the whole point of that trip is to drive down and, and stay with some friends along the way who are producers and songwriters and to get their input and inspiration and collaborate. So it's going to be a fun project, um, this album. So if you want to go to kickstarter.com, type in the classic crime. It's the first thing that pops up. Uh, nine days left to get involved. If you're into that, it'll be done on, let's see here, November 10th at 7 p.m. PST. November 10th at 7 p.m. PST, this uh, Kickstarter will be done. It's already funded. We don't need the money. But if you want to get involved... You know, obviously, any additional stretch goals that we we unlock, like our next one at 1,750 backers, we're going to do a live in-studio EP. So we get to make cool things in partnership with people who care about our music. And so this is uh, once every two years we do this. It's a fun thing to do. And if you're into um, being a part of it, well, you're welcome to come. Come on in. Jump on board. Water's warm. Uh, what else? Oh, next week. Uh, Wednesday, we talk about this a little bit on the podcast, but just so you know, Christy and I, Vocal Few, are going to be on the BC Roadshow with Emery, he is legend, and Tyson Matzenbacher. Some really cool things are going down with the BC podcast on that uh, tour, and we're we're going to be east of the Mississippi. We're going to be starting in Nashville and heading east and be all over that area. So if you want to find out where we're going to be and come say hello, we'll be hanging out. There's also like an all day, not all day, but... You show up early, um, there's going to be like a mini conference where we do like a meet and drink and hang out and panel conversations and potentially breakout groups and fun things and just to stimulate the mind. A different sort of experience than your normal, you know, show up, stand in line, stand on concrete, crowded, you know, wait for the band you like to play the one song you like and then leave. It's going to be more of an exclusive kind of um, experience, interactive experience the whole time and try to engage the audience in ways that normally shows, especially club shows, don't offer. So go to bcroadshow.com for tickets. bcroadshow.com. Check out where we'll be. Come say hello. And now, Nate 
Henry. I hope you enjoy this one. Well, Nate, it's been forever. I haven't talked to you in like three months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I called you and then you like sent me the voicemail and said, I'm not going to talk to you until we're recording. <laughs> um, That's why I wanted, I wanted to save it because normally you call me and we do all our good stuff on the phone and then, and then we like save the leftovers for a podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, like, I know. I wanted, there's something about that. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to like touch base and like have a real conversation. So ho- hopefully we can do that. Obviously, we're going to try. So uh and maybe just by saying that, it's already fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean we we can't. We can't have a real conversation. It's just psychologically impossible when the red and, light's on. Yeah. So yeah. one of those things where it's like the mind just knows, dude. Yeah, I know. And my kids are here, and like life's been crazy, man. So everyone on the podcast, um, obviously, you've said made some updates. I guess I could just kind of explain, like, okay, bud, go find it. <laughs> um, kind of what happened. Like, I, uh, uh, long story short, but it's kind of got me thinking about a lot of things. But like, basically, like I'm kind of realizing that, like everyone's genetics determines like the experience they have in life with whatever goes into their body. And for me, I can't do like a higher protein diet. And I kind of, uh, had this crazy, uh, just mental breakdown because, uh, I was eating this high protein diet and my body was turning the excess protein into a, a, a lot of histamine and glutamate, which is the scientific understanding of like, uh, of what was going on with my mental health stuff. A lot of people just go to the regular doctors and they, they put you on medication and you don't know why you're having your symptoms, mm-hmm. but we, it's 2018. They can do tests and say, these things cause these reactions. And so I did a bioamines test, which basically means they like measured all the like 10 different things going on in my brain. And they said, my doctor was like, yeah, your glutamate's off the chart hmm. and your neuropinephrine's like in the bottom 2%. What is neuropinephrine? Neuropinephrine is, uh, it just, it, it, it kind of gives you motivation and energy. makes you feel good. Um, okay. it's kind it's of a in, hormone in, the, or... in with dopamine and okay. all that stuff. Oh, okay. It's, it's yeah, so, you know, um, you know, cuz modern psych meds only work on serotonin, but that's only one piece of a huge puzzle of brain health. Right. So, your serotonin was was extremely high, right? I had a really yeah, so I sent you my brain chart cuz Matt's like, "Hey, when are we going to podcast?" and I'm like, "Well, look at my brain right now. Like I can't I can't even like watch my kids." So, I was yeah. eating this high protein uh, protein diet, kind of unaware because we don't give our kids a lot of like gluten and dairy. We're trying to keep our kids on like a pretty healthy diet. And like a lot of kids have psychological issues with gluten and dairy. That's a whole nother podcast. But, um, I was just kind of unaware, like eating these things and 
just over time, my levels got too high and it basically turned into like crazy insomnia, crazy anxiety where it felt like I had panic attack all day long. Wow. What do you want, bud? Uh, okay. So, and this is kind of like my life is like trying to balance being a dad and mental health and, and, a, hus- um, and a husband and a husband. Yeah. But I mean, tough, it, but, but a lot of people, a lot of people just don't get answers for their mental health issues. And, okay. I'm doing it, bud. There you go. There you go. Here, here, right here. Here's, Who's four of them? I sh- I should uh, mention that I paid six fifty to have a month subscription so I could have a Skype uh, number so that you could call me and I could record it. Because <laughs> you're on a four S, you're on a four S right now. Yeah, I. Uh, gosh, man, my kid is like chasing me around the house, <laughs> trying. I can just. Sometimes your kids do not want to entertain themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Uh, I know what you mean. I absolutely know. Six fifty to record this phone call. Yeah. So our, I guess we're probably we'll probably release this out there. So I mean, I, I don't know really what to talk about in terms of that, but it's just like. Well, I, I was interested because your serotonin levels were high, and most people associate serotonin with like happiness. Uh, yeah. You talk about so, that. Like, what's that? What does that indicate? That's what I was saying about modern medicine, like medical stuff, like Zoloft and all that stuff. Hey, dude. Hey, go find me a worm or something. <laughs> I, this is like impossible. No, I know. It's it's actually pretty good because it's 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 what our phone calls normally consist of. Well, this is why we can't podcast <laughs> like we used to be able to, because it's like our rugrats turned into toddlers. And now they're like, like they're, they, they become self-aware and they're like, oh, dad's doing something important. Crush dad. Get him. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be quiet. He's recording vocals. Find him. Yeah, exactly. Crush him. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's a game. He's literally chasing me and screaming. <laughs> People are like, hey, bud. Uh, well, that was a that was six fifty. That was a waste of <laughs> your money. I'm sorry about that. So you could have went and got a nice coffee, but then <laughs> you know, oh, it is worth it. It is worth it. Um. So so yeah. Um, yeah. So so serotonin can be so too much serotonin can cause the same problems as too little serotonin, right? So right. it's like it's like a dance. So the you know doctors like you know basically like you know. A lot of people I see, he's like a specialist. He's like, their neurotransmitters kind of work like a cow path, whereas the majority of people have like a four-lane highway. Right. People who come see me have issues. Their brains just have a harder time getting everything regular. So, like, this last, you know, basically it takes a long time to get your levels back. So, I, I personally want to go see, like, a functional medicine doctor where he's like, they use medicine as a crutch to get you back to where your leg is healed and then they get you back on the path where you can walk on your own. Right. Versus you just take Paxil the rest of your life and you go, well, what, what is Paxil doing for me that I can't, that my body can't do? Like, am I eating something? Am I, uh, do I have a nutrient deficiency? Like I like to know. 
Right. So, you know, so there's a lot of people who just take the meds and don't care. And I'm not necessarily against that if it helps you, but, um, right. Uh, so anyway, it's good to get some answers. So, uh, serotonin, man, it's just, it's, usually the only thing mental health kind of medication deals with. I guess there's some that work on neuropinephrine and other things, but so anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, complicated to get them all back into, into a, a rhythm. So what are and, you, are you on like a, a diet regimen? Well, he's like, you know, you don't want to eat things that are high in glutamate, which is basically glutamate for, I, I I didn't even know what this was until like a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, I think this is what's making you feel crazy is your glutamate levels are off the charts. And, um, he's like, what's it, what's your, what's your diet? I kind of told him, and he's like, yeah, so your body's not breaking down. It can't break down the protein quick enough. And it's turning the excess into glutamate, which is basically MSG, hmm. which is why MSG has a crazy history of mental health stuff. And, uh, it's kind of an excitatory chemical in the brain. Huh. Um, it definitely makes you want to eat more. Yeah. So when you eat like crackers or chips or something and you just eat the whole box, like basically that MSG, which is preservatives and MSG can be anything, but, um, your body breaks down all these things and it, it, it has to do something with excess. You know what I'm saying? So right. like a normal body can break down glutamate, and your body needs glutamate to like function and like all the amino acids and all the other things you, your body needs, but it, you know, it's the excess. So I was kind of eating a lot of stuff that was high in that. Like I stubbed out like dairy for nut milk and like, I guess almonds are really high in glutamate acid, which, you know, you're drinking a glass of almond milk, you're getting a lot of almond and you know, you drink that every day and then you slowly builds up in your system. And so, yeah. uh, it's also not natural because almonds don't have, uh, teats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people say that. It's like, what's more natural? Like, cause a lot of people say it's not natural to drink cow's milk. And then people say, well, it's not natural to drink almond milk. So um, <laughs> almonds don't lactate. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this sounds like, like I bet you there's maybe some people in like med school or whatever, like what the hell is he talking about? Because, um, you have to see a specialist to get this kind of information. Right. And I think that's the problem with, um, my, my doctor will put, he, he's not anti-med, but he's, he, he's like, you know, meds are going to help you, but I don't think giving you more meds is really what your issue is. You've got to like, so he gave me some supplements to help kind of correct, things he put me on some nutrients to correct things so all this has kind of made it impossible for me to like podcast tour yeah sleep just be a normal person and, like how many hours of sleep uh, a night do you get well when i'm not um when your body is in like what you said like over glutamated it's basically like your body's in a fight or flight mode your cells are like it's like you know you're like getting it's like your body is reacting like it's being chased by a bear right and so you, even, um, even your digest your digestion doesn't function properly nothing is functioning properly right, you're just right, awake so right. you go to bed and you just lay awake all night long and you're like i can't turn off you just don't turn off ever so mm. um i that was like a couple of weeks ago i'm starting to like sleep more than i'm not sleeping but yeah the sleep stuff starts to then you start to 
get panic attacks because you're like, oh, shit, I can't sleep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, what's wrong with me? And. Yeah. I've, unfortunately, like, I've got a kind of a perfect storm. Like, three or four things kind of went wrong at the same time. So. Hmm. Um, but mostly because I was eating things that genetically, like, I can't do a high histamine diet. I can't do a high protein diet. I have to kind of monitor those things and I can't do a high glutamate diet, which is like a lot of nuts and seeds. Like like I have to limit that stuff. And then I have to limit like aged meats, like leftovers and stuff because like histamine grows on like leftover foods and like bone broth and like aged meats and stuff like that. So your body can, you know, break down that if you eat it at a normal, but I think I was just eating way too much of that stuff. Oh, okay. So. You you can't do the keto diet. Not, well, that's a high fat diet. So maybe I could, but the temptation is when you're doing those diets is just to eat nuts and seeds because they're easy to grab. Right. Um, And just fry up some, like a steak or something or some, you just, you're eating a lot more protein and you're not aware of it. Right. Right. It comes along with the fat often. Yeah. And cheese and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're on, but if you're trying to cut out dairy, that's a big, then you're cutting out a big part of the fat that you would get from dairy. Sure. Because a lot of people eat, eat like these almond, almond crust pizzas with like 10 pounds of cheese. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I did that when I, I, yeah. so I, I tried keto, as you know, and it didn't work. So I, I, I really think, you know, there's there is definitely something to the genetic aspect of like what your body, yeah. what your body can can do. Like it works for some people. And I've listened to some podcasts where people people talk about the fact that it might mimic a a caloric restrictive diet. So it's almost like it throws your body into fasting because like when you're on keto and you're not eating carbs, you're just not as yeah. hungry. So you're, you're like yeah. you're satisfied with your meal you know, whenever you have it and it's, and it's a lot less than you would be eating if you were like, you know, if you were like throwing that, that fat on top of some carbs, um, you would eat a lot more. And so, and so it's sort of, it's mimicking a fasting diet, I think is one uh, hypothesis. And so I, I, it didn't work for me because I was, I was, I think I was eating more because I normally fast. Like I normally skip breakfast and lunch, you know, two or three times a week. Yeah, um, maybe more, you know, just to have like 24 hour fast. And I usually feel pretty yeah. good. But like w- with keto, I was like, well, I got to get my fat intake up. I have to get so many grams of fat. And so I was. Yeah, eating, yeah. I was eating breakfast and sometimes lunch. And I was not. I, I mean, I went through the keto flu thing. So for three weeks, I just felt like garbage. And then I went um, I was only having like 20 grams or less of carbs per day because I was like, I'm going to try this, you know, after. Two well, or- you also eat. I've read too, you, you're, so everyone's got toxins in their body. And when you starve, when you start to detox, basically, when you start to like convert from like burning carbos, which is usually a lot of sugar, right. Um, to burning fat, your body goes through kind of like detox stage. And depending on how genetically you can detox, a lot of people have really backed up. So they get like, they call it a healing crisis where you start to feel shitty right? because your, your body is, you're, you're starving the sugar and the bad, the sort of like, from yeah. my understanding, the bad, sort of the, the bad bugs in your system, the, 
you know, you want the, the healthy bugs. Yeah. In the, your, the bacteria yeah, is making yeah. me feel crappy because it's like not getting what it wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, but I mean. But the amazing thing is the second I would have carbs, I would feel great. It's like my gut biome was telling sure. me, eat, eat yeah. carbs, you know. Um, I've, re- I've read that, like, that's why they say that on a full moon, people go crazy because mm-hmm. the way the lunar reacts to the bugs in your body, the bacteria, it makes mm-hmm. you kind of crazy. That's why historically they've said the full moon brings out like the crazy in kids yeah. and maybe like well, the who, crazy. So, well, who's controlling Weird. who, right? It's really like our biome controls a lot of our motivations. It's, it's the thing that tells us what to pick at the restaurant. It's not. Oh, a, I think all future brains. medicine. <laughs> I think all future medicine is going to be centered around that and genetics. It's going to be like, okay, we've 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 got to figure out that we're host to a billion different uh, cells and <laughs> organisms. Yeah, and they have and, a hive mind. Like they have they they have a will, and they're controlling us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and thing. modern medicine and modern medicine just doesn't think about this stuff. So. Right. Um, so how much of this is so for me, like epigenetics, like, you know, cause you, you used to be, you know, traveling around the country, eating garbage food, whatever, and you didn't have these symptoms. Is this just genes that expressed in a new environment? Like you had the genes, they were, they, they weren't expressing and then the environment changed or you went on a different diet and suddenly these genes expressed. Is that kind of how you see it? I don't know. Like I went, I've been to the doctor several times and we've talked a lot about it. And he was like, you know, age plays a big part of this stuff. Like, you know, right. I, I, as you get older, you, your body has a hard time regulating its hormones. Um, like, you're, you know, like as you age, like men need more zinc to like make testosterone. Right? right. But zinc, but zinc is always in battle with copper in your body. And you just need all these minerals and things. And like, it, and your hormones regulate a lot of how you feel, how you sleep. And I've heard and a lot. Uh, you, of- you constantly change your diet too. Like I've heard a lot of data about if you want to live the longest, eat the same thing every day. <laughs> that's what my sister. That's what my sister said. She's like, you gotta. Well, so I mean, I don't know. You just kind of rolling along, and you know, I you think you're eating healthy, but I think the big part of that is just like. And this is the frustrating thing that I that I think that society sort of does this is we have this one size fits all mentality right, of everything. Right. Yeah, we get very prescriptive. So, like it works for me, therefore it works for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not. And we're finding out more and more that's like, oh, some people thrive on a low protein diet. Some people f- thrive on a high protein diet. Right. Some people thrive on a high fat diet. Some people some, thrive like, you know, on a balanced diet which is probably the most reasonable. So you don't throw yourself out of whack. <laughs> yeah. Well, your your so your blood sugar needs, you know, you need fat protein and, right. and, and sugars to, to balance your, your, you know, your blood sugar. Like if you don't eat certain things, your blood sugar will drop and you pass out. So insulin levels. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, your yeah, your body needs those things, but on top of that, so like I did the 23 me genetic test and the doctor read all the things and he says, these are things you're good at. These things you're bad at. And one of them is histamine. I'm not good at histamine. So all fermented foods have histamine in them. So like, you know, like kimchi and sauerkrauts and stuff like that have a lot of, and and alcohol. Yeah. What? Vinegar. Alcohol, vinegar. Yeah. So 
But that stuff's good for you know, your, uh, I mean, they say it's a probiotic, right? It's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the hippie farmer that I, like, friends with that buys a lot of, like, he makes his own kombucha, and, like, he drinks, like, a gallon of it a day. I can't do that. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, I, my body cannot break down histamine so you, quick enough. So, what happens is... You might have thought, thought that that was gluten or something, you know, that's what you were avoiding in a, in a kombucha or something. But it was more well, of a histamine. It's, it's most, that's what the doctor's you know, says like it's the histamine builds up in your system and it backs up all the things that your body's trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, the scientific term is methylation. So the way your body breaks down all the amino acids from like, you know, like your body makes serotonin. And then at night your body breaks down serotonin through Sam E into melatonin. And then that makes you sleep. Right. So they have this huge chart. It's called the methylation chart. It's how your body uses all this stuff. And you have to go see a doctor who's an expert in that for him to tell you like, okay, here's why you're not converting serotonin into melatonin and you, and you have insomnia because this thing's backing up here. So when I have a histamine overload, I have crazy insomnia and I have mental health stuff. Right. And it's not like, oh, you just need to go to counseling and talk yourself out of this. It's like, no, yesterday I felt fine and today I feel like crazy, like something hmm something's wrong in the way my body's doing something. Mm-hmm. And so this is why a lot of people like they'll eat certain foods, they'll get panic attacks or they'll get anxiety and then they'll have to like pop Xanax or something to like, yeah, like there's this, there, there's starting it seems like there's a scientific example, like, or, or a reason that they didn't have 25 years ago when people went through mental health issues, they could say, you can't eat this stuff. If you eat this stuff, you will have issues and you'll have problems. It's, I think it's more and more like we're going to real tell, be able to, to sit down with people, look at their genetics and say, these are the things you should eat. These are the things you shouldn't eat. And this is how yeah, you know, from there, like, there's also you know, like it, some, some of it could be, you know, a little bit cart before the horse, like, maybe they could eat that stuff had they continued uh, having a balanced diet. But um, perhaps the genes expressed negatively because of an imbalance. Like when you, when you upend your microbiome, like you just start, like you go on some cleanse and change everything, uh, you know, that can, that can mess with stuff, you know, as opposed to just like, well, you you don't have problems. Don't try to fix them. Just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, You know, that, that would be good advice for people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people make it worse. Well, especially with like, well, yeah. I mean, especially if you have like, like, yeah, there's a whole other piece of the puzzle, which is like toxins. Right. So some people have like heavy metal issues where they have right. like mercury and lead. You you know, you get lead poisoning. You can get crazy depression. They like, mm. you're working on an old house. You chip off a bunch of paint and get a bunch of lead in your system you have heavy metal toxicity and like you have to get the lead out of your body. Like, and mercury can make cause depression too. And, and, and it all depends on like your body's ability to get the crap out of it. Hmm. So some theories are, and this is like a hot debate. This is why some people say that vaccines hurt their kids. And some people say they didn't hurt their kids. Right. right. Because I think genetics plays a big role in that because there are heavy metals in vaccines. And if you have a really 
compromised immune system where you can't get the heavy metals out, they can go right into your brain and cause uh, a vaccine injury. And those do exist. And then some people say, I had 10 kids and we all had vaccines and they didn't get sick. I'm like, yeah, because you have probably the genes where your body can expel those heavy metals with no problem and it doesn't cause an issue. Right. Some parents, some kids are essentially allergic well, is what you're saying. Well, they have leaky gut or they have like uh, uh, just where they're, they, your body can't get rid of the toxins and what does it do go right to their, their brain? I mean, there are vaccine injuries, there are cases and science has said it's All I'm saying is one size doesn't fit all. So people go, anti-vaxxers are anti-science. I'm like, maybe the exact opposite is true. Maybe their kid is the 3% of people who can't get them and they were trying to say, like, we need more science to say you need to get testing to see how your body's going to react to this stuff. Right. I just think it's complicated. It's really complicated. Well, I mean, and that's it's, what I'm yeah, learning. It's a, it's a hard thing, the, the, the vax thing, because, you know, if you don't get vaccinated, there's like a, a much higher likelihood of, of massive disease that can infect 100% of the population coming back, as opposed to well, I, if you do get vaccinated, I, I, maybe you have some low chance of having an allergic reaction to the well, heavy what, metals or something what, like that. I've actually read a lot of science to say that the reason some of these, these vaccines come back is because you are injecting a live virus into yourself. And so the, you can pass that live virus on to somebody else. Like that's how you, that's how the vaccine works. They, they inject a live virus into you and then your body, you know, so, I mean, sometimes maybe that's, there are cases where it's like, they think that the, the outbreak comes from the vaccine itself. So I don't know. It's but, not a clear cut. But, I, but, it's a, it's, but you can't get it if you've been vaccinated, right? So if everyone's vaccinated, nobody gets it. No, it's not true. I mean, it gives you a better chance. But so there's like when that measles outbreak happened in uh, at Disneyland, like half of the people that got the measles had the, vac the measles vaccination. The weird thing about vaccinations is, you can, you can lose your immunity at any given moment. So you can get the measles shot and, have, and, and you have the antibodies for like a year or two, and then randomly you can lose them. Huh. So then you're, you don't know, and then you can get measles. You know, you're like, I have the measles shot, but you can, it doesn't, it's not a permanent thing. Like, and, well, I mean, I know like you, but, can't, but, you can't get chicken pox twice. So here's the thing, if your body beats the disease, and I read this long article about measles, like my grandma, she's like, had 13 siblings. And she said, when, when my one sibling got the measles, we all hung out with him. We all got the measles. And then we had, you know, we were good to go. And you didn't, you didn't get the measles from then on. So it's something about when your body gets the disease and fights it off, it creates a lifetime immunity. That's what the article was saying. Right. Um, and so vaccines are kind of like hijacking the system. It's not quite... As good, but it like well. I mean, it, you know what I mean. It'll save you know the infants and the elderly who can't fight it off. You know. Well, a lot of people get like they get the flu from the flu shot. There's a lot of articles that well, say like I I, I I'm uh, that's that's the one thing I'll have to agree with you on. I'm an anti-vaxer of the <laughs> flu shot. <laughs> I've <laughs> never had the biggest. I've never of all I've time. never had a flu shot. I rarely get sick. I want to build my immune system. The flu doesn't put me out. I mean, I had a little cold where I had like a sore throat and happens once every other year. Yeah. And that's and that's and I push through because I know that uh I don't know. I just feel like 
getting an injection is not like I'd rather do it the the real way. I'd rather just get the flu well, the, if I'm gonna get the flu. And I and I never do, so why would I get a shot? Well, the thing is is the flu, from my understanding, it's it the the strain of flu changes like constantly. Yeah. So it, it's never it the same yeah. thing. You gotta get so something you're, every year. So you, well not only that, but it's like I mean it's just complicated. It's like, why can some guy eat McDonald's every day and live till he's 95? I don't know. It I doesn't know, make any yeah, sense. Know, or people smoke till they're a hundred, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like how it's like everyone's different. And I think the same goes for vaccines. Like a lot of doctors who are like on, they're like, they're in the middle. Like my doctor says, I feel like I hold the grenade in the middle from both sides. You have to look at it from a very complicated lens that like some people, it doesn't it, like their body gets rid of, heavy metals like they sweat and it's just out of their system it doesn't create a problem some people like you know if 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 they look at a can of tuna they have like full mercury poisoning you know what i mean it's it's just (laughs) it's 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 complicated and it's just frustrating living in society we're like we have all this science we have all this but then you know you have a system of medicine that subscribes medication right and so you know it's it's funny always gonna win but sometimes the medication is the thing like I have a friend who yeah. has had like tons of, and we were just over uh, at their house, but he's had a ton of problems with his gut and with his um, like just back pain and insomnia and anxiety and just not feeling like himself for years. And we've, we've, every time we're over there, he like updates us on like basically all of his ailments. And I, feel, yeah. I always felt, I mean, he's a really cool guy and he's fun, but like, he just seems like he's just suffering. And, uh, when we came back from, uh, Nova Scotia, we hung out with him and he was like, he was drinking whiskey for the first time in a long time. Like he was himself and laughing and joking. And, and, uh, he, he said, honestly, like my, uh, my doctor just prescribed me some Lexapro and he's like, I have like I was like, okay, I'm, I'll try it. And he's like, I have zero side effects. He's like, I'm myself again. And it's like, yeah, he's yeah. like, I still have my, like, I, he's like, I still have a sore back, but it doesn't matter. It like, it doesn't change, you know, it doesn't bum me out. It doesn't, you know, he's like, I basically feel like I used to feel when I felt good and there's zero. Yeah, side yeah. Effects. So like, he's, he's a total, like, I was like, okay. Cause he was, he was the same way. He was like, I don't want to, you know, do medicine or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe in, in long term, it doesn't it doesn't continue to work. I mean, these things, your body builds up sort of an immunity to those things, too. And you have to kind of adjust yeah. or whatever as you go. But like he like several times we've hung out now and he's like, I feel like a new person, like I'm back to myself. Well, well so so it's doing something for him. And I right. think that like like he didn't he didn't you know, actually SSRIs. think he didn't actually think that he was depressed like he didn't know oh yeah he was just like yeah, this yeah. is just how life is and then uh, then he started taking it and like he didn't feel anything and then they upped the dose a little bit and then he was like it's just like i woke up one day and i was like oh i feel good like i can enjoy my kids in the yeah. morning like yeah. i'm not like I, I, I'm joking with my kids like early in the morning before school on myself again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, SSRI medication, which is what Lexapro is. Right. 
as it sort of traps, it traps the serotonin in your brain and your, your brain spits out serotonin and then it, receptors take it back. And those, mm-hmm. those medications keep it kind of, you get a steady dose of serotonin in your brain all the time. So if you, it works if you have a serotonin issue. And a right. lot of times with gut health is that you have, you have a lot of inflammation and I think like 85% of your serotonin is made in your gut. So if you have a gut problem, you're not getting that serotonin up to your brain and right. so those medications work. The problem is, is they only work for like a small percentage of people with mental health issues. Right. Like I said. Well, and he so said, like, and he said, like he read the side effects, and he was like, "I don't want anything to do with this." And he's like, "Literally no side effects," because he probably has a serotonin issue, so right. it works for him. Some people don't have serotonin issues; they take that medication and they feel suicidal. Right. Um. So, and that's what you have a big problem. So you have a lot of people who were, especially with brains that are younger than 25, I've read young brains, when a lot of those kids, they take those drugs and they go crazy and yeah. it's a sad, it's a sad, um, yeah. Well, I mean, like you're, you're, you're basically if like, if you have a mental disorder, it usually doesn't express until your brain's fully grown. Like generally speaking, the disorders yeah. happen after you're 25. And, uh, or the deficiencies happen after that right, or, right, right. Or the inflammation takes over or I, I again, it's yeah. complicated. So I think, I think those medications are working, but I feel like in the long run, the bandage might wear out and then right. you might be worse off. Well, so, yeah, you, you could, you could strap on the bandaid and then work on your diet too. It doesn't like, would that like, is that not a an option like you you think if you stop taking the meds then then it's all back to scratch like you can't just you'd have to readjust your diet well i mean depends on the person yeah i I mean i i mean from from everything i've read is that like i think the balanced doctors are not anti-medication they're like look you know like get steady on the meds and then let's figure out what the problem is and then slowly wean off the meds and get you get you get you going because i do not think that mental health medication is the answer to the the, the epidemic we have yeah. in our society it's, of it's mental health issues. yeah it's definitely uh not the answer it's like a it's a stopgap you know it's a it's a band-aid on a bullet wound but yeah, yeah. it's better than nothing you know it's uh so, you know and, and for some people it's they they have a problem a genetic problem that yeah that it stands in the gap of and really helps you know and it wouldn't be so widespread if it wasn't effective obviously but for for others and for probably a a vast minority there's negative effects obviously well let's take i've been doing kind of reading about this stuff just because it's fascinating to me and because i've been dealing with it but like let's take schizophrenia for example right so schizophrenia is like one of the worst mental health issues, like yeah. people who have schizophrenia, like they hear voices, they see things and that's, yeah, there's that's a doctor. Yeah. I, I've been reading a lot about it and there's a, there's a lot of doctors who heal people with schizophrenia by giving them high doses of niacin, hmm. which is, which is a B vitamin. And basically this, there was this doctor I was reading he was doing, he did it for 60 years. He cured, thousands and thousands of people with schizophrenia. He got them off of sugar. He got them off of gluten and he put them on a high dose of niacin. He said, what it does is his theory was 
the brain is making it's there's an there's an it's getting like the sugars and the and the and information it's creating a chemical in the brain that's like LSD. Right. And so when people eat this shit sugar and food, they they genetically their body is turning that into like an LSD type substance. And he says it makes them hallucinate. And he says, it's basically like they're taking LSD. Their brain is cre- making an LSD because there, there are no voices. There are, there are no people there. There, you know what I mean? We know right. that like they're not being visited by poltergeists or whatever. Right. Well, schizophrenia is, is essentially, uh, it expresses as psychosis, which is you're, yeah. you're not in the land of the real anymore. And even if you're, if you're schizophrenic and you're not in psychosis, that is better, right? You can function. You're in reality. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you take this, so the one thing I've read is that people have a hard time with schizophrenia is that the drugs that they give you are the side effects are terrible. Yeah. So people stop taking the drugs because yeah. it's like better to deal with it without. But he's saying like, there's no money to be made on niacin. It's right. just a cheap B vitamin. But I put them on like three thousand to five thousand milligrams of this a day, and their symptoms stop. And you know, it's yeah. like, well, you know, uh, it's and not going to make money for the drug companies, so it's not going to be popular. I just it's think cheap. it's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, try everything. Obviously, uh, I've I have had a couple friends and uh, even my brother uh, experience um, like a psych, not a psychotic break. Well, my one younger brother, yes, but um, my friend was smoking pot, and that's what. Uh, made him snap and um, really my other brother had uh, a manic uh, had a manic episode from the same thing Mm. so Mm. pot is a really mysterious um, uh, contributor I think especially to people who have the the mental health genes and it it just helps them express I think because it is a weird psychological drug it's not yeah, it's not an yeah. upper or a downer. It's uh, I don't know if it's a psychotropic. They don't even know what, what it really does. But it's it's like it's super common. Everyone is like, you know, sort of encouraged to try it at a young age. And it could be too young for some people who might ha- who might have the gene for, you know, mental disorders. Yeah, I would say that that's where the genetics and it's complicated comes in. Cause some people say, just smoke pot, just take CBD oil, just take this, just take that. And I think like for me, like, especially when I was trying to taper off of some of those medications, cause as people don't tell you, is like when you take those SSRI medications, you can't just stop taking them. Right. Like you have to slowly taper off and, and I would take niacin and I would feel the anxiety go away if I had tapered too quickly hmm. or whatever. Hmm. So like, um, I, what I'm saying is there's a, I feel like it's going to be highly specific, highly genetic and highly nutrient based. I think more and more science is saying, Oh, these are nutritional deficiencies that are causing these issues in you. And you you need, you need these nutritions. You need more B12 or you need this, right. you need some niacin Oh, oh, you're you're low in folic acid. There's a lot of people who have crazy depression just because their body doesn't produce folic acid, right? So, or, or break down folic acid. So they they need a specific type of folic acid, and then they feel fine. Right. It's called MTA. It's called MTHFR or whatever. Yeah. Um. And there's and it's a genetic thing. You have to go get tested, and they tell you, oh, your body doesn't break down folic acid. Do you have oh, that? My, 
I don't have that. I thought I did, but oh, I don't have that. Okay. But my, doc- my doctor, he reads that MTHFR chart for people who have it. So you got to go get your genetic tested. And then if you have that, it's called a SNP, like a gene SNP. And if you have that, you have you will have issues. So did, you have to take... Did you do 23andMe? Yeah, I did. Is that the best yeah. one? Should we, we should we should have probably got sponsored for this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Nowadays, it's like... Unless you've committed murders, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest doing it. Right, because um, they, they might tap into your uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, your yeah. DNA profile. Yeah, like oh, like this That's guy. A pri- yeah, it's a huge. Murdered. It's a huge privacy issue because the yeah now the um, now they can find out like if your family member did it. Yeah, uh, you know because yeah, they can know, tap in. Right? They can tap into the database and see your genetic yeah, that profile, guy. and then go to your house and be like. Who are you related to and where do they live? <laughs> yeah, the biggest case that dude was from my hometown. He was like really? this, this crazy Yeah, that guy from Sacramento. He was like a serial killer from like the seventies and They got him? And uh, his his daughter did a twenty three and me or whatever and then they they found him. No so, way. Alive? Yeah. Yeah, still alive. Like he was like cooking pizza or something when they showed the cops showed up at his front door and he was he, a serial killer? He had like yeah, he had like ten or fifteen women that he raped and killed, and then they finally they found him through the through the genetic. I don't know if it was twenty three me, but it was one of those. He had I mean, a so. he had a daughter that he didn't kill. I'm always fascinated. Like what? Yeah, what, what, yeah. Are, what are the rules for these psychopaths? Uh, I don't know, man. I, it's, it's funny because I was just thinking about making a murderer was like the second episode we did on trolls. Yeah, because we, we were just watching. I was and, just watching the new ep- uh, the new season with Christy last night. Yeah. And exactly me too. I was watching it last night and, um, and I was just thinking about how like that kind of started our podcast is talking about like the mind of making a murder. Or we just, we were just like, we need to debate this stuff or whatever. And then right, we started right. the podcast. <laughs> but we I need to debate Stephen Avery's guilt. What did I come down? I think I said he was guilty, right? But we were onto something because yeah. true crime podcast went on to be like, yeah, serial the thing. And, yeah. If we would have turned trolls into a true true crime podcast, and all we did was try to figure out what happened, dude, I mean, like millions, but we blew it. <laughs> we blew it. We did a variety show about whatever we wanted, and um, yeah. And then we went. We talked about the Powerball lottery the next yeah episode, and, and just tanked from there. And then Fred Rogers and uh, <laughs> and trolls. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the true crime stuff is. I think that's why it's so fascinating because. Everyone. Well, you have your. Doesn't under, you can't understand the mind of these people. Yeah, right? but it, it's speak. also they. It, it's also it's it's archetypal, right? It's mythological. You have your big bad guy, and then you have there's this. Everyone has some sort of innate drive for justice. So you have like yeah. Ken Kratz, the douchebag prosecutor, you know. And the douchebag lawyer that like represented uh, Brandon Dassey, that little weasel yeah. motherfucker, you know that guy, Len, Len Kaczynski, <laughs> yeah, Len. Every time you see him, you're like, oh, yeah. that guy's a douche. And every time you see Ken Kratz, you're like, I just want to throat punch him. Yeah, <laughs> and that just makes us happy. Boy. It makes us happy to watch it because we're like, we have villains, we have people, and who knows, yeah. like, if we're actually getting the real truth, obviously. Based on this season, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe he didn't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, but, I, what I what I like about what I like about this season is that Steven's lawyer, man, she is like, like 
it seems like she she said she said something great. She said something like, "You don't want to be guilty because I'll find out. I'll if you're find guilty. out. Right. I only represent yeah, like, innocent people, and I will prove yeah. you guilty if you are." Yeah. And she, and she probably has enough money, so she'll drop your case and drop you on your ass. If she finds out you did it, like I'm, off, right. you know, I'm, you're done. Like, and I feel like that's such a, to me, that would be a better way to like motivate both sides to find the. Okay, bud, let's go find it. Like motivate both sides to find the truth and like give them some incentive to like. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, it that's, just feels that, like it's more about winning cases and less about actually like figuring well, out what the hell happened. And think about the family of Teresa Hallbach. Is it Hallbeck? I forget her name. Yeah, um, yeah. But the her family is, you know, and, and there's all this empathy. And Christy and I were talking about it. There's all this empathy for the family. It's so hard for the family that Brendan Dassey's, um, you know, uh, ruling what is in question by the court now. It's so hard for the yeah. family. It brings up all this bad stuff for the family. And I'm like, that's where empathy is ne not necessarily a moral virtue. That's where it's actually harmful because really all the mourning family wants is closure. They've decided yeah. that Dassey was part of it. And they don't really care if he's innocent or not. They're not questioning whether or not justice was served. They want punishment. They want scapegoat. And the idea that yeah. that their scapegoat might be taken away from them, their punishment for their for their daughter and sister's death, that that's a loss for them. So everyone feels bad. Everyone gives empathy to the family. But I'm like, but what about the truth? If he didn't do it, yeah. If he didn't like, it just it takes the bandaid off the wound. It 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 reopens it for them because all they really want they're addicted to closure. They don't. They're not addicted to justice. They want closure, well, isn't that right? Like we 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 discussed that on like the Chris Hoke episode, right? Like the retributive justice. Well, yeah, totally. Our whole system is built on punishment of the uh, perpetrator and not on justice for the victim. Uh, yeah, and you know, and a more restorative system would be focused on, um, on on the victim, what the victim wanted. Well, not only that is like we've we've moved into this like guilty, you know, guilty if someone tweets like this person did this, like then that person's guilty right, right. away. You right. know, we've moved into that society, so it's like yeah, there's no innocence guilty. until until proven guilty. And Brendan Dassey's testimony yeah. was the only evidence they had, and it was so clearly uh, compelled and manipulated out of them. That wasn't a that wasn't a piece of evidence, you know. Well, you, there's this whole thing like believe believe the victims is kind of seen that uh, like hashtag yeah, like yeah. everywhere. And I'm like, until you're accused, that makes right? sense. It until makes you're sense. the one I being mean, accused. To to steel man that argument, they're arguing and there is evidence for it that victims have not been believed historically. There's not been uh, you know, if there's not evidence if they are hiding their, what happened to them and they come out later, um, they've not been believed or they've been ridiculed, um, you know, even even though they were brave. And that's kind of a wrong thing to do. So a stance of like, listen to victims, I, I, sure, I'm into, sure. you know, but to go all the way to say believe all victims uh, is kind of like inviting bad actors. It's inviting people who maybe have bad intent 
they're they have bad they have in bad faith to do bad things to good people. Well, and if I mean, you and if you just it. it just invites them. They go, oh, I will be believed if I'm a victim. Here I go. I'm going to take out that person I don't like. I mean, those people yeah. exist, right? Well, I mean, look how complicated it can be. I mean, here you have a kid who says, I mean, people make false confessions. I mean, just, I mean, if you say things you didn't even do, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, believe the victims. I mean, I, well, in this case, the victim, I don't even know, I don't even know where to begin to unravel yeah. how dangerous that is. Yeah. Like we sure like listen to people and someone comes crying and saying it's happening and probably we have a process probably, for, for justice and it's actually one of the best it's it's a slow process and it's a painful process but it's one of the best processes in the world it's one of the fairest well some say it's a some say it's actually pretty screwed up well that's what, the, that's, what that's what making murder is about like the punishment article yeah. she said she said it has nothing to do with Stephen avery and brandon this is everything to do with how screwed up the justice system is. Well, so that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's a minor look into a major problem. Okay, yeah, I think the imprisonment problem is a problem, but the law itself is pretty functional. Like the appeals, uh, the appellate process obviously can be tweaked and made better, but the fact that Brandon Dassey could get shut down in two courts and then in a third in a federal court, the judge could overrule it and throw out his uh confession i mean that's that's yeah, the mean, pro that's the process working right like yeah maybe even it's, maybe even it's if like they, everything else go ahead i said maybe it's like everything else we're talking about it's complicated right there's right. really good parts of the system and there's really bad parts of the system right some parts of the system work really fun function really well and like do do what they need to do and there's other systems where it's like mass incarceration is like a it's like a way to make money. Yeah, that's a problem. So, yeah, the privatization yeah. of of prison prisons and populations. And just like just like medicine, right? There's medicines that save people's lives. I get it, but then there's this huge arm of medicine that just makes billions of dollars off of selling pills for a thousand dollars a piece. And you're like, right? When that person just needs to go see a specialist and figure out, oh, I can solve this problem. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need this thousand dollar pill. Um, you know. Yeah, to, like, but survive it's, it's, the it's really a problem of incentives because if the drug companies had better incentives to provide cheaper stuff and better stuff for for clientele, then they would do so. But they they have incentives. Their 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 incentives are to sell drugs that have a ton of side effects that don't work as prescribed as much as possible for the highest dollar. That's their bad incentive. And so if yeah. we could reincentivize. Uh, drug companies or the legal system like if the prisons are incentivized to have a full capacity uh, prisoner load because they make the most money off of each prisoner they make money so they're lobbying to get harsher sentences for bs like crimes and so that they can have money that's a bad incentive we need to incentivize like hey you're gonna get some you're going to get more something more if you can reduce you know your, well, your population and your cost per, i don't know what it is I mean, something better something there's a better way to I fix mean, it private owned prisons is that's a problem a i think yeah problem. <laughs> I, I think absolutely like, it should be it should be a burden on 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 
taxpayers because we are responsible for our communities and our people. And I think I think it should it should be a public uh, service for you know our our criminals to be uh, detained. It shouldn't be someone should some private company shouldn't be making money off that and we're yeah. we're paying the private company and they dictate the price that doesn't make sense we're taxing well yeah i mean you know who pays for those prisons those prisoners to be uh, detained we do and we're paying yeah. it to a yeah. company that that doesn't have our best interest in mind that just wants to make money like that's not oh fair. yeah there's a lot of conspiracy theories that just go that like basically a lot of rich white guys just pass really tough drug laws, shovel drugs in inner cities, and then up the incarceration rate. And it's just this. Yeah. I mean, big there's, wheel there's of money. Yeah. There's got to be some. I mean, there's everyone's an opportunist, right? And I, I want to protect opportunity. I want to protect free, free markets and industry and people filling gaps where there might be gaps. Like I, I you know, carved out a niche doing this niche doing something where someone wasn't before. And so, uh, but this is what, this is just a problem of bad incentives. So they're incentivized to have more high crime in urban densities, to have higher, uh, more BS sentencing. That's a bad incentive. Like they should be de-incentivized. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I don't know how you always do that when you have like government. I mean, that's the thing. Like on one hand, that's I feel like half of my brain's like libertarian and half of my brain's like falls in like socialist kind of uh, <laughs> like ideas. Cause it's kind of like they overlap, believe it or not. Well, it's why you, you need a full spectrum of debate, to find right. the best answers. And I think that like some things we've learned is like, Oh, you think this is the way it happens, but actually it's not. I mean, you have States like California where, it's literally there's no conservative person running against people because it's just so lopsided one way. So it's like you're never going to get the other side of someone saying, "Well, if we do this thing, this right. is going to happen." Everyone goes, "Shut up, shut up! This is a great, this is a great progressive idea." Yeah, and but it's like, but eventually people get tired and things swing around. I mean, look at San, well, I mean, like San, San Francisco's San, got crazy yeah. problems. San Francisco's got insane problems because the kind of like velvet glove uh, approach to homelessness and crime that the, you know, from, from decades of, of the uh, more progressive candidates um, not really handling the situation and what, it, and it just shows that we need two sides. There's two sides to your brain and we need two sides or at least a more diverse uh, group of right. thought. And it's opinions. complicated. You need, cause like the conservative mind, like Jonathan Haidt does the temperament stuff and you can, you can find out if someone how someone will vote based on how their brain is and like how they score on these temperaments like orderliness or um, if they're high on orderliness, then they are likely more likelier to be conservative. They're high on openness. Uh -huh. They're likelier to be, uh, it's like 85% they can predict how you would vote. They're likely to be uh, progressive. And so the entrepreneurs who all live in, you know, San Francisco and the tech people, they're pretty open people because they're creatives. Right. Um, but, the people who actually run their companies tend to be conservative. The people who go day to day, work hard, yeah. super conscientious, super orderly, those are conservative people. And if you don't have those people with you at the top to challenge, you know, whatever wacky idea you might have, you're not going to govern. Yeah. Well. 
you have to have, you know, you have to have two hands, left and right hand. And so. Well, exactly. You know, I think, I, I think the same goes for all these industries and all, all these things we're talking about. Same goes for the medical industry. Same goes for the way science and, and genetics work. Right, it's like mind, and, mind, body, soul right. type, type medicine. Well, right now it's better. It's incredibly lopsided to pharmaceuticals and um, even to the fact where like pharmaceuticals paying, paying medical schools tons of money to have people study only medicine. And it's like, right. and then you have some doctors who are like, Hey, you don't need this schizophrenia medication. You just need some B vitamins and it'll take care of this problem. It's really simple. And, and then, you know, you have this whole arm of, of the, of the doctor poo pooing all this stuff and saying, no, you, that, that's too simple of an, of an answer to give yeah. them vitamins. Well, people, are like, simple, that people are super tribal and defensive of their own narrative and well, it's just, you know, it's just it just if you if you spend eight years of law school studying medicine med- medical and school, like yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna believe in nutrients you're just not going to it's like going to like a, a you know yeah. being in a in a seminary for eight years that teaches you fire and brimstone you know you're not gonna believe in cosmic crust um, <laughs> exactly you're You're just not going you're not going to well you might i mean here's the thing the 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 slow wheel it might break you the slow wheel of time plods on and data come in and now the problem is we need to know what truth is objective truth and we need to know about replicable studies and we need to all agree that um, that's the thing we have to incentivize the truth because a lot of people are out there de incentivizing the truth because they make money on lies. And so, well, I just think that you have you've got ninety nine percent of people, and one you just don't have enough truth. You have plenty of doctors who've had cured thousands and thousands of people with specific um, genetically and with nutrients and genetics and sure and chemo and, and, and drugs not, and pharma. I mean. It's all worked. There's no way that people don't use it or prescribe it if it doesn't work, right? Well, I would say I would say at the core of it all, the philosophical difference I have is I think that certain doctors believe that the body is capable of doing what it needs to do. It's just disease comes from toxic environment, mostly from what we eat, and you have to redirect the body versus some people who don't believe that. They 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 just think that that like something's wrong medicine, with you. Yeah is the only answer. And so it's a philosophical difference from the core of like what you believe about the body. So I, I, I think it's, yeah, we can do peer reviewed studies and this and that, but it's like, there's lots of doctors who look at like philosophy, of radi- radiating the body to get rid of cancer as like, like well, it works like, <laughs> like killing somebody to like for the, in, for the sake of Christ. It's like, you know well, what I'm saying? I mean, like, it works. It, it, it eradicates cancer and, you know, reboots their immune system. Uh, you know, it's, it's a functional, it's a functional practice, you know? So, t- sure, so, so sure. on, I mean, on you the other, tape, on the other you hand, you can duct tape a wheel back on a car and but, get it to drive for a little bit farther. Well, but, but yeah, but like, so on the other hand, it is potentially damaging to take practices that, are functioning to extend people's lives by 10, 15, 20 years and, and, and say that they don't work. And then that everybody should get on high vitamin C or something because that kills, a well, lot. that kills a lot of people. I think, well, that, I think it does. 
you know, people have bad ideas and the cancer spreads. And I saw it happen. No, to no, 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 no. I think, I think the cancer spreads is because we have like autism is, is getting to the point where it's going to be like one in 10 kids. That's how the numbers are going to one in 10 kids. They have, and I've read this from several doctors said that it's not that they're just randomly diagnosing people with that, with autism that they didn't used to diagnose them with something in society. The way that we're functioning is causing autism. The things that we're doing to our air, water, soil bodies, it's causing autism, right? Something we're doing because if, if we didn't catch all these people with autism in the past, they'd all be grown adults with autism. We just don't have that. So, Right. Something we're doing is polluting brains and causing autism, right? Mm-hmm. The system is, re- is, is like refusing to admit this. And so it's just, what's causing autism? Everything's causing autism. Well, there's, there's like, definitely stu- scientists who are studying the cause of autism as we speak, right? But it's a, multi, it's, it's a multi-factor thing. It's hard, hard to define like what what is causing this issue? And I'm just saying that like modern medicine, the way it functions doesn't look at diet. It just treats very rarely. Yeah. It treats symptoms more than it treats causes. Yes. Yeah. So you have like, so then you have on the other side, you have like, you know, naturopaths who are, who are like, I think maybe go a little too far. And I think that's probably why you need. Well, uh, again, to go down the middle of the road and say, you know, the way I hear it is, you know, my, my brother's wife's a naturopath. And she deals with the diet, your your diet, a lot of diet stuff. And she also does acupuncture. And uh, yeah. and um, but the way that they understand it, my brother explained this to me, is that homeopathic is is the one that's kind of kooky, <laughs> and naturopathic sure. is is less. So homeopathic is just like it doesn't, you know, it's like snake oil. And naturopath is like a study; they study the effects of certain herbs and diets and supplements on people and they and at least epidemiologically people people are saying that they feel better and so if you can prescribe these things in a in a accurate way to people with symptoms and they feel better then that's you're doing good work right so well like i'll give you an example like i go well xanax worked for me and he goes well, GABA is a supplement you can take that does the same thing in your brain as Xanax. Really? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can take a, basically like Xanax is doing something in your brain that your brain's not doing for itself. Hmm. It's low and, you know, you got, it's like you drive your car, your oil's low or your, your antifreeze is, is low. You know what I'm saying? You just need a little bit of help in that area. And then it's not like Xanax is just magically working. It's doing something. It's causing right. something to move. And he's like, you know, there's so many amino acids that you can take over the counter that don't have the side effects because that's what your body makes already. Your body makes GABA, which helps your brain calm down. What is it? How do you spell now, that? G-A-B-B-A. Okay, I'm gonna or get, maybe it's just one B. I'm going to get that for my wife. <laughs> so if she like has a subtle yeah, gift, it might work for her. A subtle gift. I got you a supplement. Don't worry. Things are going to be okay. Take some of so those. So it might, yeah. Depending on if your brain is like overly excited and stuff, if you take GABA, you can calm down. It works for some people. Right. Some people have the exact opposite effect. But what he's saying is your your brain makes GABA. Your brain doesn't have enough of it. It's going to, it's going to be off. Huh. It's going to feel lopsided. Same. That's why some people take 5-HTP, which is 
it breaks, it, it turns, that's the precursor to serotonin. It's, it's an amino acid, right? Mm-hmm. So, or you can take Zoloft, which traps serotonin in your brain, or you can take 5-HTP to help your body make more serotonin on its own and it's cheaper and it's not addictive. Right. So I'm saying the science is on both sides of the field here. You've got scientists saying, nope, these medications, and then you have other scientists saying, well, the brain makes 5-HTP if it's, right. that's what it does to make the serotonin. So it's well, just there's complicated business, because... There's, there's business to be had on both sides. But it's yeah, but you're, not as much on a non-addictive uh, amino acid more that costs five ninety nine. Sure, more and more and more so, people are are being turned on to that that side of it. Well, but, sure, yeah, and then, and, side then, and then eventually the money will incentivize, and they'll try they'll do a really really good version of that and sell mm-hmm. it for a premium, and and the the fat cats will get fatter. But you know, the, the thing that seems to be the problem in your in in your perspective is that the symptomatic tre- treatment of symptoms in the medical community seems to be the dominant narrative and people don't know that there are other options, right? It's like yeah, a, it's a or they, str- don't, have, it's a, they yeah. don't have doctors who even study that they don't even, there's a whole philosophy of medicine that doesn't even look at right. the causation. So you just have, someone walks in and they're, they're a level 10, they treat you at a level 10, Nobody says, oh, well, you started at one, then you worked to a 10. Right. You know what I mean? We need to go back to the beginning here and figure out how we got here. Right. And I just feel like that's the way I've always operated. It's like, you know, how do you, how do you start? How do you, how do you figure out how, how did I get here? When the doctor's like, well, you started eating this diet and it created this, this reaction and it builds up in your system and caused this, 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 and this, and that. Why did because, you, you know, the, uh, but then why did you start eating the diet? So, because you had other my understanding, symptoms? you know, bone broth and protein is low. It's a low inflammation diet. It helps your mental health. It helps keep, you know, so that's what, like a lot of, that's what some website said. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what a lot of doctors have said. Okay. Like, you know, that's why a lot of, that's why a lot of people go on those like all meat diets because meat is very low in inflammation. So they don't have, when they just eat meat, they don't get the chronic uh, uh, issues. They don't have any autoimmune issues with meat because it's very, your body does, it's not like grains and dairy, which are very hard on the system. Right. So that's some of the science behind, there are low inflammatory foods. Right. You can just, you can just read about that were and you, you know ex- that. Were now. you experiencing inflammation? So, I mean, just having a kind of never really been able like, I've always had some mental health issues since I was little. Um, uh, just, you know, I, I've been taking 5-HTP off and on my whole life. Hmm. Um, when I would just kind of feel off or I felt kind of tired and unmotivated, um, take some 5-HTP and it was like, whoa, I could sleep better. I've always had bad sleep. I just have, I just don't, I just always felt like something not functioning like to the potential I believe I could be functioning towards. Right. Um, so, you know, you try these diets that help and sometimes they work, but you know what I didn't do right is I didn't go sit down with my doctor and say, I'm thinking about doing this diet. And he would be able to look at my genetics and say, that's terrible idea. Right. Like based on this, your body can't break down histamine. You shouldn't, you know, you, you shouldn't eat fermented foods to try to heal your gut. That's a terrible idea. So you you were, you were kind of, 
like feeling like you needed to change your diet to treat some symptoms like you were in a funk yeah and then you changed your diet to something well i just always had issues to something yeah to something radical and that just the bottom dropped out yeah like he said i have a very small percentage of the population that like can't drink bone broth for example he said bone broth is really healthy for most people right but if your body can't deal with the excess proteins and the excess glutamate and you're it's just going to be it's it's a you know you're going to fall off the cliff you know you're you're kind of like you know we all had that car in high school where like you had to kind of kick it twice and you only could fill it up halfway and you had to like jiggle the jiggle the handle and then it worked right like that's how my body felt my whole life right like i just kind of had all these little tricks to kind of like sleep and and i just i'm just like there's some problem here like my engine's not working like i need to figure this out and mm. um you know you there's plenty of parents out there like my kid had these issues i took him off of gluten and dairy and he was like a different kid mm. um he like popped out of it he started talking he started he was normal like i sent you that ted talk to that neuroscientist that took her kid off of msg and she snapped out of her autism mm. and i having just gone through the msg thing myself like as an adult, I didn't get the autism stuff, but I got all the other mental health stuff. It's like, Oh, MSG does do something to the brain. So you had, you had like a, a like a full, like it felt like a panic attack all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. All day. And it was just like, I couldn't get away from it. And it was either panic or anxiety. And then it would kind of turn into like depression. And I was just like, what the hell is going on with me? This is insane. Hmm. But you just start Googling these things and you start I, I get fascinated by the scientists and the doctors who like are sort of frustrated with the, symptom, the, the answers that the system gives them. So you're a neuroscientist, your kid gets autism, you go up against the autism like community, there's no answers for you. Right. They don't know why, they don't know why this is happening. And if you're a neuroscientist, you're like, no, I'm going to figure this out. Right. I'm going right. to find out what, and it you know, turns she, out she it's, tries. it's super complicated. It's not, yeah, it's not it so easy. And then you try to boil it down to something easy and then you prescribe it to everybody and that screws people up who have a different genetic snip. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to go see it. You have to see, I believe like a functional medicine doctor who's a specialist who deals with your issues. Like, you know, there's certain people who are, are good at like, you know, he's like, Dr. I he's like, I believe everyone deserves an hour and a half an hour to like their, of, to meet with a doctor to like right. and do testing. And, and so they can do tests now. They can do heavy metal tests. They can do mold tests. They can do, so they can tell you like, oh yeah, you have crazy amount of arsenic in your blood right yeah, now. So yeah. you're, well, uh, you know, my brother's wife, uh, she does, um, she tests your insulin something. She was talking about it. She yeah. Can, yeah. She, but not not just your insulin, but your insulin buildup or something or like resistance or yeah, whatever. Well, it's just basically like how much you've stored over the years. So mm. like what mm. what a diet, what a certain diet change would do for you, um, because yeah. it can cause it can like be make you pre-diabetic if you do certain things. I don't know. It was really interesting. But yeah, lots of sugar. Like, I mean, sugar is just like the devil. But well, um, I mean, it's fuel, it's, sugar. it's fuel. You eat an apple, you know, it's not processed sugar, processed yeah, sugar, processed sugar. Uh, glucose is, you know, obviously our, our body runs on it. 
so it's good. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like um, most people. But too much. You know, they don't realize there's sugar in everything else they buy. They they buy a can of like organic uh, spaghetti sauce. Oh, this is good. It's really good for me. It's organic. It's like second ingredient is sugar. Yeah, if yeah, (laughs) it's the truth is if you want your home cooked meal to taste like a restaurant, just add a lot of sugar. It it works every time. Like if you're making Chinese food, just add a bunch of white sugar at home. If you're going to stir fry, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Or yeah, if you want your uh. If you want to taste like Panda Express, just add MSG and sugar, and you'll you'll be right there. You'll be like ninety percent of the way there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating to you know because I went through the mental health like side of things, and they just put me on more drugs, hmm. and I was just like frustrated because I was like, I'm on several drugs now, and I don't feel like myself. Did you have side effects? Uh, well. Yeah, you kind of feel numb to a lot of things. You just don't have just that. Like, have, like, it's kind of like a whatever. Drive. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, well, it's just, yeah, you just kind of, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, I just, normal Nate has his, like, drive and juice to, like, do stuff. And then when, when I had to, like, when I kind of had that issue where I got too much the glutamate, I got put on the drugs. And then, you know, because I was just panicked. And I just went to the hospital. Like I don't know what's going on. I just feel like I'm. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna die. Well, like, when, when did do. that happen too? Because I remember that happening. And two we years were, ago. It was right around. I th- I swear we were podcasting at the time because I was trying to get. Yeah, a hold. yeah. We were about a year into the podcast, and then it. I was trying to get a hold of you, then, and I couldn't get a hold of you, and and I got a hold of Sam, and she was like, "Yeah, Nate's at the hospital." Yeah. So that was like the first time that I had tried to like that diet and didn't realize what happened. That was the and same diet. Finally, that was the same diet you just tried. Yes. So I did it twice. Oh my like God. A dummy. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nate. What are you I doing? Know. But I didn't know. I didn't. See, that's the thing. I didn't have any answers. It was like, I just thought, oh, like. Bone broth is good. That was a prescription that somebody, you know, gave to the internet. Everyone, drink bone broth. It's good for inflammation. And you were like, oh, that, that'll, my, my, that'll my work for me. My doctor said it. My doctor's like, it's good for 98% of the people. <laughs> and of course, like, you know, bone broth is a healing thing. It's it's good. You know, you get, get all that collagen in there and you get all those vitamins and minerals out of the bones it's good for 98 percent of the people yeah, it's, good. Was, it's good for me christy and i we uh we whenever we roast a chicken we always make uh the broth after, yeah and then we do soups and we you know we we really make our meat last with the broth, really you know? good for you yeah really healing on the gut it gives you a lot it's like it's really good for you not me <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't do that again and- I'm a hold. Well, you, I'm a hold well, you accountable. I, I finally <laughs> got answers this time. Yeah, like, yeah. Finally, did the neurological test, and he's looking at my chart, going. So he looks at my chart, and he goes, "What have you been eating?" And I tell him, and he goes, flips it around, and says, "Well, this is what it's doing to you." Right. And um, you, you know, you genetically you can't do that, and so you need to be on a low histamine diet, and you need to like eat fresh foods. You can't. Right. So I don't know. All, all that to say is like, I'm glad I got these answers because before I didn't have any answers. They just put you on more medication and then you could be furthering your problem. Right. Um, 
like say you have celiac disease and that's causing your depression or your anxiety and you're just taking the medication, but you're still eating tons of gluten. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not really fixing you, it. Yeah. <clears throat> you still feel shitty yeah. and you don't know why. And then if you stop taking your medication, you're going to have withdrawals and that I just think medication for the most part across the board rarely rarely is there's not side effects yeah well i was just telling you about my friend who claims zero side effects okay so antidepressants they trap the serotonin and right and if and if, it, if they work for you they're one of the like like you know i've read one in four people respond well to um psychotropic medication right so yeah, I mean, if you have that issue, it, it can well, it's like it can work for it's you. Fi it's fixed his whole life in a way. Like, yeah, he's like a he's like a he, well, he's like the the person that he was at his best, like, but all yeah. the, but all the time. So I think I think that like if he went to a, a doctor in the middle of the road, he would say, okay, this is what the medication's doing for right. you, and this is what you know, like. This is what this is where your body is lacking in this area. Right. So I just think like I'm he can get answers. He the, wants answers. Part of me is curious about all of this, but then another part of me is like, it's just this. I was curious curious about the keto keto diet, right? Because all, all of our friends are doing it and whatever, and they're all like, "It's great. I feel like amazing, and I'm losing weight and whatever." And so we got off the road, Christy and I, and I was like, "I got to do something drastic. I'm going to try this keto thing." It's curious about it. It wrecked me. It was the worst thing I could have possibly done. So I am curious about what are what are my chemicals like, but at the same time, uh, I don't want to mess with it because I I am doing okay. You know, like I'm not. Well, you know. Well, you shouldn't. So, like, say you're like you go to the doctor, and like you need to start working out and you need to start eating healthy, right? You shouldn't just go run a marathon, right? Today, right? Like you'll 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 you you kill yourself trying to trying to like suddenly work out. You know you need to build up. Right. Like a lot of supplements are the same way. You know, like oh, you should take this supplement. You don't just pound the whole bottle of supplements. You can't just take like ten b, ten pills of B twelve, and suddenly you've got your levels up. You know, I think everything's a process. So like, you know, you take a bunch of B twelve, you could have crazy insomnia because your body's just like turned on. Like it's got all this extra, you know, uh, vitamins that that gives you energy. Right. So you're like, you don't sleep, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. So there's a, it seems like there's a healthy balance, to everything. So you have maybe genetically, you might have a little thing that I, some stuff that I've got where it's like, you know, it's not, you know, your body would, would, would work better on a specific type of, or maybe you have some food allergy. Like I've read that most people, because they don't have severe symptoms, don't realize that they have a food allergy. Uh, yeah, like some yeah, people I mean, have like, I don't know what it is. IBS. But like if I have, if I have um, an IPA, I'll feel bloated or a couple IPAs. I'll feel just most of the time. I'll feel kind of bloated the next day. Yeah. Or you, so I don't I know what that is. Crazy, crazy. A lot of times it's crazy heartburn. And, you know, they're just like, oh, man, just, every time I eat this, I just get crazy heartburn. I've had, I'm like, probably allergic to that. Well, you, you know? could, or you could just have um, an unbalanced gut. Basically, your your alkaline's off and you have too much acid. You take an acid reducer and you'll be fine. That's what I've done, and it's worked. 
you know, without the, yeah, but I'm results. saying like, you might, you might have some, some, you might have or some if you actual eat, food allergy. Or if you eat some high alkaline foods like avocados and cucumbers and stuff like that, you know, it'll balance it out. But if you're, all you're doing is pizza and beer, good luck. And that's the road for you. Well, <laughs> for instance, some people like can't do tomatoes. Like tomatoes are very acidic. Right. They eat tomatoes. They, they get acid reflux. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this away because you got junk all over it, bud. Well, Nate, I'm, uh, um, I'm bummed. I'm bummed because we were, we were going to be hanging on the road and touring and I was looking forward to that. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're not going to be there and that's, Kind of bummed me yeah, out. I'm bummed. I'm bummed, dude. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to get out on the road and like have. I, I, problem is right now, I just I can't just eat whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've got to eat like mostly whole foods that are cooked and really low on. Basically, just can't. You know, like most food you buy on the road is just yeah, deli meats and yeah bread products and pizza it's just like the worst thing for you so i'd have to be like and it's just not only that but just like feeling like i'm still not you're not productive, yeah, you know you're not sleeping take, perfectly or no i haven't had like two weeks of like solid sleep like where i just like go to bed and wake up and you know it's been like shit what did i take yesterday or what what did i eat yesterday that's like throwing me off like hmm you know, like, what do I, and just had a doctor's appointment yesterday and, you know, kind of went over some of the stuff again and, um, kind of getting more tools and the, the right. old tool belt to figure out what's going on with me. But it's going to take, but it's going to take a while to sort it out, obviously. Well, then, you know, you know, you don't get sick overnight. You don't get, you know, you don't get cancer overnight. It's, it's a slow yeah. process of making minor adjustments uh, yeah well just it you know like all disease it, it comes on and then it goes away and i think healing yourself the same way you have to like you don't lose you know you don't lose weight overnight you have to like work at it and over six months you can get get healthy you know but uh, i think well I so am, for me uh, i didn't want to get on the road and like have panic attacks and anxiety and be like i can't yeah play and, then, or I can't and then like not yeah. not sleeping on the road is is that would be oh. a nightmare so yeah, and a ton of it. alcohol and yeah, I get it. I get it. Everyone's having a good time. Yeah, I get it. No, you're, I think you're doing the right thing. And, and I really hope that, you know, you continue to get better and I hope you never drink bone broth again. <laughs> for I, your mean, own sake. <laughs> I won't even look at bone broth again. I won't even, um, I won't even, who knew though, man, who knew it's like, I, I didn't even know what glutamate was. I, I bet you there's people listening to this podcast are like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, if you want to send, yeah, if, if send me the article that you sent me, just send me that link. Um, maybe about to, what? Which to, one? Or the, the girl, the TED Talk one, and maybe you sent me a link. I can go look in my uh, messages. I can add it to the, uh, the, the show notes. So that if people are interested, yeah, I'm. In, I'm almost makes me want to like get my doctor on the podcast and have him talk about all this stuff. Oh, that like, would be that would be really cool. That would be cool. We could do a whole health like series. An expert, sweet. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff like he's an expert in, and like well, you, talks about it. You, like you are now, and because you are now, I am. <laughs> so it's spreading expertise. I mean, I've <laughs> I've 
had so many nights where I can't sleep just reading articles. So, um, <laughs> you know, well, I'll, oh, man, uh, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. No, but, I, yeah. I, I totally feel you. Well, I'm going to be in, uh, I'm going to be in Nashville. I'm coming next uh, week, Wednesday. All right. Christy and I, I don't know if I'll see you, but, um, I'm going to be there. I'll probably be at wherever the bus is. Um, and then we play on the eighth. So next Thursday. So, well, hopefully we'll at least see each other. Yeah. Just hit me up. Yeah, I will. I will. And, um, if you're not feeling up to it, don't, you know, no pressure. Um, but yeah, I'll be there. We're going to start tour. We're going to head East. If you guys are listening and want to come go to bcroadshow.com and come say hello, uh, Nashville and East East coast. So, all right. Well, I think we got caught up. It was fun talking to you. Yeah, I love I loved having a a real conversation on the phone with you. I'm gonna. Can you be like a guest on this one? I'm gonna be like uh, diet and mental health with Nate Henry. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I don't <laughs> because you were you we were, were like you were dropping knowledge. We went all over the place, and I feel like. I guess if people can keep up with that crazy change of topic and all over the place, I, I, I'm just glad you can like handle it. Cause a lot of people just think a lot of this stuff is just like, I don't know, snake oil. No, no, no. I, and, I I'm into it. I I mean, I'm open. I, I like free association yeah. too. So I like when we jump from politics to medicine, that's fun for me. I love that ride. If you're a big picture person like me, you connect all the dots to everything. Like, Oh, like, yeah, this seashell has that like spiral that looks like galaxy, right? You know, or the tree, like the tree looks like your cardiovascular. You know, you know the branches on the tree look like the veins in your hand or whatever. You like that kind of meta narrative. Like, what is the what is the pattern? Yeah, mm. I like that. Mm. Yeah. So, anyways, I, uh... I'm not I'm not offended by it. Um, I appreciate it, and I like I like our conversations. So, uh, hopefully, we can do a couple yeah. more of these. Um, and hopefully, we can get our uh. Get the ball rolling. I'm actually uh, for for other people who are listening, uh, and Nate too. I got an extension on my um, my deal because the lender kind of blew it for us at the last second. So the seller gave us a three week extension, and looks like we might close November nineteenth. It's been such a painful process and completely demoralizing, but I'm excited for it to be over. Got a terrible rate on a loan that I will have to refinance in six months, but turns out I'll be able to. So I just have to like survive six months of like high loan payments and then I'll be able to, I just feel like I'm squeezing, I'm backdooring into the uh, real estate market. Whereas like, I, I really I don't, I got into college. Yeah. So. I, don't, I don't really feel like I belong, <laughs> you know, like as an independent musician and whatever else I do. But uh, I'm just hoping this thing gets done with because I'm I'm pretty tired of like the three months of house shopping and, you know, and making offers on homes and getting excited and then getting them not accepted and then finally getting one accepted and then get, getting the lender, the lender bailing on us a week before close and then worrying if mm. the seller is going to give us the extension or not or if they're going to take this one away from us. It's just and I'm just living at my brother's and it's just been insane. So. Sorry, listeners, trollsters, patrons. We've uh, been a little behind on getting episodes out. Uh, if you want to know what's been going on, this podcast kind of fills you in on some of that. But my life's yeah. been crazy. Nate's life's been crazy. And uh, we're going to, as soon as I'm in a new house 
and uh, Nate continues to feel better, we're going to be back at it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Help Matt get a get that down payment on his house yeah. by going to <laughs> patreon.com slash <laughs> It's funny that the lender just told me uh, yesterday, it's like, what is this Patron on your bank statement? <laughs> it's like, it comes in every month. I was like, well, those are our patrons for our podcast. So they support the podcast. And He's just like, what the out. heck? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's Patreon. So we appreciate you guys supporting us. And um, we're going to continue to get some stuff out to you. And thank you for your patience. And uh, thanks, Nate, for taking a call. Appreciate yeah, man. It. I'm going to go cancel my, well, maybe I should keep it on now. Maybe we'll just do it like this for a bit. So I'll get my 650 worth for the uh, Skype phone number. There you go. <laughs> All right, dude. Have a good one. All right, man. All right. Thank you. Bye. Oh.